Maybe at work? In the car? Wherever you are. Geocache Talk podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com and by AMS Travel Sales. AMS Travel Sales is proud to offer hosted geocaching tours and cruises. Join us as we hunt for geocaches on our travel adventures. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hi. Hey, Alexandra. Happy Thanksgiving and early Merry Christmas. Yes. I like the tree behind you there. That's cool. Yeah, I have my prop ready to go. You did. You did perfect. I know. Just for you guys. See, that's... That's what we're missing, Jesse. Is this? I know uh, you're very festive. You're. you're I know. It's up. It makes my little tree look pretty. Cute. I know. I don't no, know. Your tree is perfect. That's like uh, from a Christmas story, right? Or something. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. She's all she's all dressed up, and I'm wearing Grinch shirt. I mean, it's like you know, she's a class up. You're yeah, the Grinch, right. and I'm like Merry Christmas all the way. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're doing this for a long time, so you need to be super comfortable. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we we've been on a few hours tonight now. Yeah, we started started at four p.m. It's nine here, seven year time, but we so we started at two. And um, and you go to what time? Midnight our time, so it'll be ten year time. Okay, so we're we're not tonight. That's yeah, fine. we're not too far away from finishing. So <laughs> you're like, <not> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, we can't we can't complain a bit. We set that goal of five thousand dollars as we just mentioned in the last hour, which this will be separated into hours after this, right? Yeah. Um, we've already gone past that. We've had a lot of fun. We've given away a lot of prizes and we'll we'll stay up we'd stay up ten extra hours if we could uh we to raise money for St. Jude. So yeah. we're very happy to do it and, and we're very thankful for the people that have already jumped in there and, and donated so far tonight. So Yep. Yes, that's amazing, wonderful. Yep. All right, well let's let's get this hour started welcome to this hour of geocache talks fourth annual podcast of hope once again we are raising funds for saint jude's children's hospital our goal is to raise five thousand dollars and we can only do that with your help to help us reach our goal please visit the website below and donate now let's join our hosts of geocache talks podcast of hope all right well um let's um let's talk about what we're giving away to the people who give this hour. Mm-hmm. So let me pull that up as we transition to hour number six. Yeehaw. Okay. Um, where's my six? Hour six. There we go. All right. So this hour we've got, of course, um, we've got practical geocaching, donating their eight. 82 piece deluxe geocache repair kits 
Practical geocaching, offering quality items at affordable prices, and shipping is always free. Want a great item that won't break the bank? Visit practicalgeocaching.com today. And, of course, another shirt from Arted Crafted. They donated eight shirts, Arted Crafted, one per hour. Artedcrafted.com are creators of distinctive geocaching and custom pardon me, t-shirt design for you and your caching group. They can even print your path tag on a shirt so that you can show off your path tag pride. Go to artedcrafted.com to enhance your geocaching experience. Uh, we still got the Cache Canada trackables that we're doing. And there we go. All right. I want to make sure we thank uh, our sponsors as well. So we... We thank the people that have donated, but uh, the sponsors donated those prizes to give away to the people that are giving them. Right. I mean, they didn't have yeah. to do that. They weren't looking for publicity. We're thanking them on live on you know on the air, but they didn't they didn't ask for that. So right. They donated all these prizes, several prizes we've been giving away all night long. So thank you again to those people. Yep. Uh, Scott lives out your way too, Alexander. He he says that you're dressed for California winter. <laughs> Whatever that means. Degrees in California today. It's freezing. It's raining. I I'm too cold. It's crazy. I have the fireplace going. Like wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you say fifty degrees? Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight degrees. We went below sixty. That's that's, that's cold. California people. That's cold for yeah, California. Yeah, twenty-one here. So. Yeah, I haven't yeah. felt a lot of sympathy for you, but uh, whatever. I know I was talking to my family in Boston and my family in Wisconsin, and they have snow and it's freezing. And I'm like, it's 58 degrees and I'm freezing, and they're like, right. <laughs> I, get, I get cold <laughs> at 58 too. For you, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. got 16 inches of snow this week. So, oh my, uh, God. <laughs> you, uh, Udak is is in the chat room. She lives in in California as well, and she she put the little emojis there. So, uh, yeah. I was at Whole Foods tonight and everybody in line was talking about how cold it was. And I was like, well, we really are wimps. Like, <laughs> we need exactly. <laughs> oh, my. That's awesome. It's just uh, what you're used to, right? Yep. Right. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about a couple different uh, We're going to go through several things. Um, I want to show a couple of things. I want, let's, let's, um, Let's talk about the first one because I'm not familiar. I'm mostly familiar with everything you're you're doing, Alexandra, but I'm not familiar with this movie. So tell me about yeah, what Switched. is that? Switched. Switched. Yeah. Okay. Is that been out before and I just missed it? No, or? No, 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 no. This is in post production. So we just oh. this. It stars Denise Richards, John Schneider. Vanessa Merrill, who's like a big YouTuber, the Merrill twins, uh, Chelsea Crockett, who's also in Wish for Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's a teen girl movie about two girls in high school. One's the bully. One's the girl that she bullies. And the girl that she bullies prays that the other girl would know what it's like to walk a day in her shoes. And, oh, wow. and they find empathy and love and compassion. We find out why the bully's a bully. The bully finds out what it's like to go to school and actually take the pain of for the person that they created the pain for, they actually have to walk in their shoes and oh, go, wow, this doesn't feel so good when you make fun of people. It's yeah. 
so good. We'll hopefully release it. We're in post-production right now. And um, we did go to American Film Market and had incredible uh, responses from all the major markets and all the foreign territories in the US. So it'll be done in February. And then in February, we'll go on to make our sales. Okay, cool. Now, yeah. with with all your various movies that you've done, do you do you take different approaches as far as do you try like with switched are you do you try to go the festival route or do you so for us well at your own risk was like totally self-distributed and that was one plan but we're really blessed we have a a sales agent who's on our team Uh ever since we made home sweet home our first thriller horror movie we ryan keller at instrument international and he actually went on to become our executive producer so for Home Sweet Home and Catching Faith and Catching Faith 2 now mm-hmm. and Wish for Christmas and Switched, yep. our sales agent. So we go directly to the market and sell our movies. We don't oh, do cool. the film festival route um, because we don't really need to. I mean, film festivals kind of garner a buzz. But for us, we're really blessed that we make the movie. We go straight to market. We sell it. And then we start recouping the money for our investors. So we oh, don't yeah, film festivals are also very expensive. You have to pay. Oh yeah. You got to travel. We're like, we're all about recouping the money. So <laughs> right. We can make another movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Um, I guess not everybody's blessed to have something of that pipeline. Yeah, and I also think that it genres. So, depending on what the genre of someone's film is, you're going to be more apt to go to Sundance if you're an art house movie. But you know, a thriller horror movie is more apt to sell and, and go right to market. Same right. with like a faith based family film. Right. There isn't really a lot of film festivals where that would go to to garner sale. Yeah. Whereas we just kind of sell because we're very marketable movies that get out there and, and do well. So cool. It depends what your genre is. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's switched. I, I imagine that's going to be a very broad base for that one. That's a very relevant topic right now. It is. And we knew it when we wrote it. We knew it when we made it. We just felt it on set. So much energy. Denise Richards, who signed on to do the movie, she came on set day one and she said, I read the script. I have young daughters. Like the world needs movies about teaching yep. kids how to love each other, not reflecting a broken culture we need to show them this is how you love and this is what it feels like when you don't love somebody and when you hurt somebody and so i think that's why even ryan our sales agent said we had like the biggest foreign interest because anti-bullying is huge i mean we had a deadline article run and it became like a huge thing because they were like cyberbullying and faith-based like well, that doesn't happen that often so it's kind of fun to do something that's so outside the box but yet and we do for Switch, we have a faith-based version and a non-faith-based because no. for foreign sales, there are countries like France that aren't interested in faith-based. So we wanted to make sure that this movie has a message of love your neighbor as yourself. And we didn't want to put ourselves in too small of a box. So we had two versions that will go out into the world. Well, that's yeah. they're constantly looking for – I work in the education yeah. field myself. and This is Jesse. They're, they're constantly looking for a clean way to be relevant to – I mean – not to not to go down that road, but teenagers are a little bit uh, critical. You know, you yeah. have to really hit them where they want to see it, uh, yeah. for them to be able to listen to it. And you know, if you hit that market, there's they can't find enough things that are positive messages for for kids right now. They're they're living this life every day. So, 
Yeah, I mean, social media has created a platform to be really easy to bully. I mean, it used when we were kids, you know, I got bullied and I went home and I cried in my parents' backyard. And then I went back to school and in five days it blew over. But now kids are putting things on social media and they can't escape from it. So we tried to talk also about the importance of when you decide to upload something, that goes out there forever and you can't take it back. Right. That's so true. <laughs> uh, a lot about that with the ki- with the girls in the movie and it's super clean like I'm so proud of it because it's really like my love letter to young girls it's about you know two girls their relationships with each other it's about them wanting to go to college and have a career and it's so clean there's I mean we yeah. had two studios who were interested in it and they were like oh this is the next Mean Girls but we'd like to change the script and I was like no because I know that I want to tell a positive message for young girls that's clean. No wrong right. to me. Right. Everyone PG or G. G would be great. G, yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny because uh, Jesse, you hit him in both his wheelhouses. He has two daughters. Yeah. I'm a father too. So Yeah, he's a father of two, uh, two girls, and he works in security for a school. Yeah. For oh, a wow. yeah. So for a school district. So he's always dealing with, you deal like every day with like social media yeah, yeah it's, it, it faces them every single day and it, it really envelops their whole life. It, it, you know, some of them have found a way to navigate that, but not many of them have found it a way to navigate it and not be just negatively impacted. So uh, any, anything we can add to that landscape, uh, I hope your message hits home for, for many of them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, one of the things we'd love to do. So we have books that go along with the movie and mm-hmm. books are companion materials. And we hope to maybe get into schools and show the movie and have the kids do the book and be like, what does it feel like when you're bullied? And what is it, what can you do to stop that? And at the end of the movie, we actually do a call to action for all the kids to use their social media as a platform for loving someone like pick a kid in school who maybe isn't getting any love and say something nice about them on social media. You don't need know that that could change their life. So we hope to work with schools to maybe even bring this into the school system and be like, this is a great way to talk about how we can love each other. And if we could just stop, I feel like <laughs> if you could get to the heart of the kid who bullies and, and find out what's wrong and, and love that person, mm-hmm. we could stop a chain reaction of all the people that person would bully. Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually, a call to action of like, why is the bully doing what they're doing? Because really that person needs the love. Yeah. And maybe, and we hope to create a conversation in homes and families and be like, are you being bullied? Okay, let's talk about what's going on with that kid and let's change that kid's heart so that that kid won't hurt other people. Right. No, that's great. Well, it just so happens I know a guy. So we'll have to chat after the podcast. I just want to know somebody in that business. So uh, thank you. Yeah. I'm really passionate about Switched, as you see. (laughs) I know. That's great. Good. Good. Well, I don't feel as bad because I was like, I thought I knew all of Alexander's movies like switch. It's like, Oh, I feel like an idiot now. It's like, no. oh, it's post-production. So it's like, Oh, okay. I <laughs> threw that one at you. I was like, yeah, sure, new movie coming soon. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Catching yeah. Fade 2 just came out in September. Yeah. So we've been really super on a, on a wave of working and we're just going to keep making these until hopefully forever. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Um, yeah, I got a shot from that. Uh, we just, uh, in fact, we just had Joshua on. You met him at the. He uh, he does the same thing. So he works every day with kids, and oh yeah, that's his message that he teaches every day as well. So there's wow. some people out there teaching the right message. So 
Yeah, it's important. And all different parts of media needs to be doing it. You know, like if we can find so many different ways to come at the kids, that's important. No, absolutely. Well, I really hope that does uh, very well. And uh, I hope we see a lot more of that in the future. And again, we'll have to talk about it after the outside of the podcast. We'll have to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, okay. So we have to ask, we've been, we've had over the last couple of hours, we've had a lot of international people on and we've asked them about their holiday traditions. We kind of know some of your basics, but now it's tell all time, right? So Thanksgiving just ended and I hope you really enjoyed that. Did you take part in Black Friday? Did you take part in the shopping madness that we do here? I did not. Oh, well, so Friday I did go and get my Christmas tree. Oh, there you go. That's okay. I was a little nervous to go to the street farm because I thought it was going to be crazy. But in California, it's been raining. So we had to, I wanted to make sure I got the tree before in between all the crazy rain. Um, but I did not participate in Black Friday. I did not go to the mall. <laughs> I did not shop. I was hoping that people would buy my movies on Black Friday. Right. There you go. Exactly. Amazon picking up Push, a copy yeah. of my movie. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. you got some sales. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, let's let's talk for a moment about about this one. Yeah. Is this Catching Faith two or? So yeah, so we shop Catching Faith two in Louisville, Kentucky, at a high school that was super um, supportive of the movies that we're making. We actually went back the next year and shot Switch there too. That oh, high cool. school was so supportive of us the principal was just like we need more movies that are family friendly so that's from catching faith too and yep. that is our very first sort of output deal we have with a distribution company usually we make our movies completely independently we write them we produce them and then we take them to market and sell them but rlj releasing they released catching faith they actually asked for a sequel because it went on to do so well for them Right. We got to write and make a sequel and bring the whole cast back. And it was so much fun to do a sequel because I feel like the chemistry between the family is so much better in the sequel because they all knew each other. Like the first movie, they show up and say, hi, I'm your mom. I'm your daughter. I'm your husband, wife. This one, they were like best friends. And you can oh, wow. movie. And Billingville having, you know, Billingville. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've... So that's our third movie with Billingville. He's yeah. like family. Yeah. I I love him as Santa in Wish for Christmas. The we wrote that role for him. He was born to play homeless Santa Claus. <laughs> he is so great. I don't think people want to hear that a lot. That they're born to play <laughs> born to play homeless. Well, uh, Bill Bill can do it. He can pull yeah, it off. Yeah, he can. But that's not what you expect to hear about yourself, right? Well, in Catching Faith, he plays the mentor and the coach. So a lot of people said, oh, my gosh, you had Bill Bill, but you didn't put Bill in his typical part. you He's not a comedian in the movie. He's actually a very um, – he's the mentor to the high school kid, you know, telling him about the, the choices of good versus wrong. Mm -hmm. So when we wrote Wish for Christmas, we were like, well, we're going to give Bill what he should have, which is comedy. So that's like – we were like, he would be the perfect homeless and he was he did he loved it like he read the script i think i i don't know if i told you guys that last time but yeah we sent him the, the script i think on thanksgiving day oh wow and said we wrote this part for you let us know and before the day was over he called back and said i'm in let's go make this christmas oh, wow. movie. so that's awesome yeah. 
Bill's great. And it's great that, to work with actors you know, because even on Catching Fade 2, when we were writing the role of Coach Z, yeah. some of the biggest lines in that movie that I think are some of the biggest lessons for people, and right. we knew that Bill would be the perfect person to deliver those lines. Yeah, no, I agree. So you somebody in the chat room asked, did you work to lose your Massachusetts accent? So, yes, so I grew up in upstate Massachusetts in Georgetown, Massachusetts, where we shot Wish for Christmas. Yep. And I always wanted to be an actor. I always wanted to work in the industry. So I actually, growing up, was really careful to speak without the accent. But then when I moved to California, some people, I was on a movie set as an actor, and I was saying words that I didn't even know were wrong, like the word idea instead of idea. Yeah. Okay, idea. <laughs> Or frustrated or frustrated. I don't even know what. Right. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I thought I did such a good job. And then I'm on set and they're like, no, no, don't worry. That's adorable. And I'm like, what? That word's wrong? I thought yeah. that's how you say that. That's awesome. Wait, what that's is it? Funny. Frustrated or frustrated? Frustrated with an R. Frustrated. I would always say frustrated. Or yeah. I have a couple of words that I do trip up on, but now yeah. I'm. And then when I and then when, like I used to think my parents didn't have an accent, and now when I go home, I'm like, whoa, mom and dad, you guys have a Boston accent. Right, the pocket in the car, the stomach at parking lot. Yeah, like my niece and nephew, my brother moved back to Massachusetts, and I hear my niece and nephew talk, and I'm like, whoa, you guys have Boston. You're like badasses. <laughs> my eight year old niece is like, what's up? I'm talking in a Boston accent. I love it. But That's yeah, awesome. it's really hard not to have it because my brother Alex, he won the amazing race. I don't know if anyone saw the amazing oh, race. Oh wow. Yeah, amazing oh, race. Alex Boylan and Chris Luca won the second amazing race. And his accent was so strong. And when he moved to LA to pursue the industry, he had to get a voc vocal co coach and right. actually so I'm so I didn't really have to do that. That could be really expensive. It's expensive to lose an accent. <laughs> right. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's clear up something because I, I, I love to, to remind people in my wife, my wife's a big, she loves Hallmark. She watches all the Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah. She will kind of watch a lifetime, but they're not really in her mind. She doesn't like them as well. Right. But we talked about this last year and I always love to make sure and let people know the movie is wish for Christmas. Wish for Christmas. Not, not a wish for Christmas, right? Not Christmas wishes. Not there's about a thousand. Not your wish for Christmas. Not my wish for Christmas. Right. Not your wish for Christmas. Not the dog's wish for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's crazy how it kind of makes sense. I guess Hallmark they come out with all those movies and they're like, "Well, what are we gonna call this one?" Nah, I don't know. Call it Christmas. wishes for Christmas, right? <laughs> but. Um, and, love, and we're not a Hallmark movie, so right. no, exactly for us on Hallmark because a lot of people are like, oh, your movies are so Hallmark, which is you know fair enough. But we we are not. We spend Hallmark kind of turns and burns their movies, so that's yeah. why sometimes when I'm like, oh, we're not a Hallmark, we're like people will be like, why are you offended? I'm like, I'm not offended, but we spend like years on our movies. Yeah, like, we write them, we produce them, we take the time. We're not a machine that's just kind no. of putting them out. The, the, they're they're good for what they are. Yeah. They're, oh my gosh. They have a huge audience. They do very well. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they do very well. But yeah, um, you can uh, and we'll have we'll have it in the show links. But uh, 
best place I think to watch it is on Amazon, right? Is that Amazon? But you know, really exciting this holiday season. We're going to be playing on AMC all December. AMC. Oh. We're in the best Christmas uh, lineup for AMC. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we premiered on Friday on AMC, and we're going to be showing throughout the holiday. AMC is like doing this big Christmas uh, lineup, and we're in it. So can I see if I can ask this? You don't have to answer it if not. But when you do something like that, is it is that kind of like syndication? Do do you get some benefit revenue from that? I hope so. (laughs) Pure Flix works with Universal Studios, so Universal Studios handled our DVD release, so Universal had a deal with AMC, so it's so confusing, like all the studios like work together, like I had a meeting with a woman from Sony the other day, and she was like, I handled the DVD release of Catching Faith, I had no idea that Sony had done the DVD release of Catching Faith, that's how the studios are so intertwined working together. Right. Um, so AMC did the deal with uh, AMC did the deal with Universal and we should it's like a license deal. So I, I believe it's like a license deal, kind of like if Netflix picks up our movie, they license it for two years and they pay oh. a certain fee. Say they give you one hundred thousand dollars. That's all you get. And you're on Netflix for two years. That's how it works. Yeah. Very cool. I think, but I haven't seen what AMC is a brand new deal, so I'll find out in a couple months. Oh, okay, cool. That's that's interesting. So. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> me. Cash my way, you know. I want it to be a very merry Christmas. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me let's go back to catching faith real quick because um, I think it's fascinating what happened with that. Um, and then we're going to do, we're going to talk about at your own risk, but also I love hearing your stories about Thor, which I know people might get tired of it, but I still think it's crazy. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, that it's not something everybody r- runs across somebody who's ever done that. I know. Well, <laughs> Marvel would go on to become yeah. so successful. And you know, I think I told you last time I was on, so I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico for a few years. Right. Was a stand-in. My first job was for Megan Fox on a movie called Passion Play. Oh wow! First stand-in job, and then right after that, I actually got Natalie Portman's stand-in job for Thor. Oh, I, yep. I wasn't. She's very, very petite. Yes, I wasn't that petite, so they actually ended up firing me. Not firing me. Let me go. Yeah. Uh, you have to fit in their clothes, but then the they called me and said, "Would you want to come back and do Cat Denny?" Cat Denny, like, yeah. Yeah, and that was awesome because Kat, first off, Kat Dennings is a sweetheart in real life. Oh, neat. She was a joy to be her stand-in. Um, and she, Natalie had a lot of running around to do. And as a stand-in, you have to do everything. Yeah. I don't, I don't think people realize that. You do everything they do. Everything. And Kenneth Brana was the director of that. Right. And he was very specific. Like you had to know everything they did. And then we would run and run the scene and run the scene and they'd record it. And then they'd show the actors. So for us, we worked really hard because we were like probably working 90% more than the actor because usually the actors come in and they block it out and they rehearse it. Not on Thor. We would go in and do all that. And then Kenneth would show the actors and say, okay, that's what you're going to do. Mm. Yeah, so I was really lucky because Kat's kind of like Kat Dennings, kind of like in the corner with like one line every few minutes. Yes. I didn't have to like run around and right. just like blocking. But so, I love 
working on Thor. Yeah. And it ended up getting me um, Haley Atwell stand in on Agent Carter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I did both uh, versions of Agent Carter. Is she pretty nice? A lot of people we, we talk to her and she's she, okay. Or... Haley Atwell? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like always the Australians and the Brits are the nicest. Like, I don't <laughs> know why. <laughs> right. Things tend to get like really big heads and then you meet the people. Like Thor, uh, Chris uh, Hemsworth was one of the nicest guys I'd ever met in my life on set. Right. And he hung out every day and was so nice. And at the time he was nobody. So we didn't know who he was. And I was right. like, the man who was really nice. <laughs> well, he's yeah. not American, so he's nice. And he didn't have an ego at the time at all. I hope he's still as nice as he was back then. Cause he right. Haley was a joy. Like right the day I met Haley, she came over and introduced herself to me. She actually um, told the producers that she wanted me to come back for season two. So she oh, wow. got back. She was great. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, um, you, you had, um, you'd mentioned that the, um, the fact that, where was I going with this Gary? Um, it's been a long time now we've been on long, we've been on here, but, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> um, the, the, you know, I don't think people realize, and this is something we're discussing about this is that a kind of a different way to put it is they, they're going to do, really what you prepare them for. So with, with Bronos, like you said, in a sense, you sort of laid the groundwork for it. And then Kat Deming was followed behind and she, she kind of did what you did. I mean, instead of you doing what she's doing. Right. Usually, usually the way a stand-in works is you bring in the actors, they block out the scene, you walk yeah. them. Right. And they go back to their trailer and you work with the lighting department and the cinematographer and the director and you do the scene and you rehearse it, rehearse it till the lighting's right, till they feel like the camera has it. Right. And then the actor comes in and actually shoots it. Okay. But for some reason on Thor, he would work with us. And I don't know that was just right. That was just how he did it. And it could be that the actors maybe were really busy in hair and makeup. So yeah. we had to do it. But it was a fun, I mean, that was a fun movie to work on. And, and like I said, like, I think I told you guys last time, Thor was one that was right after Iron Man. It was before Marvel was a big company. Yes, that's the other thing I was thinking of when I when I blacked out there for a second. And that was, you got there, you're like, who's Thor and what are we doing here? You guys, I can't even stress enough how much we were making fun of it. Like, the, their outfits, like, I did all the Earth stuff in New Mexico, so yeah. I did all the outer space stuff. I right. only there. And I remember like there's a scene in the movie where all of his people come from the other world and they yeah. come and they're walking up the street and then they bang on the door and they're like, friend, we're here. And we're all like, what is this movie? Like this, yeah. movie, this is like a bomb big time. Right. This is <laughs> like, going this nowhere. Is yeah. That oh. you know, Kenneth Branagh is kind of a big deal. So I was like, why is Kenneth Branagh directing this Marvel movie that's like right. about a bunch of people in really weird costumes that look really silly? Right. Funny. Now, <laughs> now, and I think we talked about this a little bit last time, but you don't get to see. Like, I mean, you know, you don't get to see everything that's happening. So you don't really know how it's all going to piece together while you're acting it. You just know your scenes, right? 
Yeah, you you know, and it depends which project you're on. Sometimes they'll give you sides, like sides are like the scenes they're shooting that day. Mm-hmm. But Marvel is so secretive that like I don't even think we got the sides to read. We just kind of had to like it was they're very. I mean, I knew that there was something up with how secretive they were because they would like take all the extras' phones away, and I was like, "What is this? Like, you right. know, just some like rinky dink." It really was a joke. Like, we were. <laughs> I feel like so bad now looking back that all the stand-ins were all kind of like the crew was like, "What is this? We really didn't." Know. Right. And if you were on that set, you probably would have laughed too because in real life the costumes look crazy. Right. But then. Right. You- see the movie and you're like wow it's spectacular yeah <laughs> well that's it's funny that they're taking their phones away and that's one of the things that you probably have some insight on is uh, that's a big thing now people trying to leak the end of movies and things like that is have you noticed that change since you've been over time like they're really trying to get more secretive about endings and things well i think for sure i can understand how marvel's like that but then mm-hmm. like on our sets we're all like take pictures Instagram all you want. Like we need that publicity. So I guess like everyone, like Vanessa Merrill, who's she's part of the Merrill twins. She has like 5 million followers on YouTube. She's in our movie switched. And she was like, can I do a social media post? And I was like, are you kidding? Go for it. Yeah. All the ones you want because that, you know, but I understand that like Marvel doesn't want it to get out of what it is. So it just depends what project you're on. Although when I stand in on a movie, I'm, I never pull out my phone and take a picture. You can be tired, like a big movie. It's always, yeah. And especially because I'm, I mean, the director and the cinematographer and the actors can take pictures on set, but as a stand in, it's Mm -hmm. the lowest person on the totem pole. So it's a big, no, yeah. no, just stay, you know, put your phone away. <laughs> no. Yeah. Taking a picture because that could get you into trouble. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's different per industry, right? Like if you're one of those type movies or if, if you're a stand in, they might tell you you can't spread the information or that may be yeah. your goal. Like in yours, you may want to spread as much as you can. Yeah, and I totally get it because even on Switch, you know, we're shooting a high school. We have real high school kids. They're going to start bombarding the actors, ask for pictures. You have to kind of say, I'm sorry. Like, like we try to be really nice to everyone because they're helping and volunteering. But there is also a boundary of, like, this person's working and if you're constantly. So I understand, like, sometimes, yeah, the direct, the higher-ups can take pictures because they're all working. But if it becomes, like, a bunch of extras bugging the actor, can I get a photo with you? that can become a problem. Yeah. yeah there's probably a, a, an appropriate time at the end yeah. of the movie when you have like, yeah. do you have like a, uh, like a set party kind of thing at the end when everybody kind of come together and. Yeah. I was a little, not for like, I mean, cause we were shooting in a high school on switch. So it was, we were definitely working a balance of, I believe that on our sets we lead with love. So I never want a child or a kid in high school to feel like they weren't allowed to take a picture with somebody because that's going against what we're trying to do. So I definitely walked a fine balance of protecting Vanessa Merrill, who's this big YouTube star. But also we all agreed that we didn't want, we didn't want to do what our movie is talking about not doing, which is that picture is going to make that kid happy for the next three years of their life. Oh, Oh yeah. So it, mm-hmm. that's hard too. And, yeah. and I'm not, I mean, I understand Marvel's a whole, a real, yeah, it's a, yeah. so different. We're working off of the kindness of people volunteering and donating. So it's, it's, it's a tough balance, but you know, I mean, we have, we had Denise Richards on set yeah. in the, even like Bill Ingville, like 
Actually, I got to say, Bill is such an incredible guy because we saw Catching Faith 2 at that high school when it was in session. Oh, wow. When he was walking back to his trailer, there was like a line to go meet him. And he stayed and took pictures and signed autographs. And I also think he's smart. That's his demographic. Kentucky, there's some of his you know, sure. big fans. And I thought, A, I, was, I love Bill. I mean, he's just a genuine yeah. But he stayed and, and did that. He didn't have to. He could. We could have shuffled him back to his trailer, and he was like, "No, no, no." Right. And one woman came to me and said, "There's a teacher who didn't get a picture with him. Would you ask?" And so I went to Bill, and he said, "Oh my gosh, of course I'll go." And he went and took a picture. Wow. So, yeah, that that is awesome because how awesome. We, we hear so often about how um, they just don't. You know, it's like you could take two seconds and do something. You know, maybe not always, but. Oh yeah, Tom says he met Bill Ingvall. Super nice guy. Yeah. He is. And no, I mean, I do think that like, you know, we're we're talking about I mean, our movies are literally about loving each other. All of yeah. them. I mean, they're all about so I do feel this huge responsibility that on set we are living out what we are about to go put that message into the world. I don't want to find that anyone on my set wasn't like that. Now, if they're sometimes an actor needs to get prepared and then yeah. it's like, okay, but you know, so far we've been super blessed. I mean, Bill was great. And Bill's like, you know, he's a pro. He's a pro. He can yep. he, he can switch it off in a second and go act and then go back out and stand. I mean, he was out in the stands with the kids taking pictures. He was great. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so apparently Bill's from our – from well, Tom and I both live in Texas, so apparently he's from Georgetown, which is not far from Tom, so that's interesting. Well, you know what Bill did that I love Bill for making this mistake on Wish for Christmas. We shot in Georgetown, Massachusetts. Yes. And we were already battling people finding out that Bill Ingvill is in Georgetown, Massachusetts. It's a very small town I grew up in. We didn't have security. Like, there were no laws in my little town. They said, just shoot on the side of the road and you're fine. <laughs> we had security. And Bill tweets out on his Twitter, I'm in Boxford, Massachusetts shooting a movie. Yeah. <laughs> So grateful he wrote the wrong city. That's awesome. No, we don't have security. If people, yeah, don't worry about it. I was like, Bill, you're a sweetheart for saying that, but I'm so grateful he messed up and said Boxford, Mass, instead of Georgetown, because we would have been like calling in like favors of security. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. But Georgetown, Texas, and I'm from Georgetown. Georgetown. Right. Different Georgetown. Yeah, that's funny. All right. So we're going to show, we're going to show something um, that I, we're going to show the trailer for at your own risk. Cause I love you. So let me pull that up. Where are you? It's right here. Just kidding. We're not really going to show it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Let me reenact it. Yeah, yeah, really. So start at the beginning. No, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll have a stick figure for Helena. This is yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I got to pull it up. Hang on. Hang on. Talk amongst yourselves. Well, it's, uh, you know what? If if that works perfectly, that's great because we've been trying out, we've been on a new platform for like, like the last six months or so, and we're pushing it to its limits tonight. So we're doing an eight hour podcast. We've had like seven or eight people on simultaneously. We've transitioned in and out over the last couple of hours. Um, if it sticks with us for this whole thing, we've got our money's worth for sure. So Absolutely. We've been having some fun with it. Had more traffic than we've ever had in before and chat rooms rolling through and 
we're just testing it all tonight in the new thing, new overlays, music, all kinds of stuff. And well, I love questions. And if anyone brings them in later and you want to email me or text me, I'll answer them. Okay, so. cool. How awesome. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna do this a little bit differently. Um, Isn't technology incredible? I know. It is. It's amazing. We live in such an extraordinary time. <laughs> All right, so let me see if I can do it like this. So you do this so we can see it and comment on it at the same time? Yeah, the problem is I'm trying to, I can't go back and forth. So you tell me if it, Tell me if if the video is the video. Can you see the video? Yep. It's, it's, okay. You got it right. All right. Good. Here we go. Yeah. Stop me at any point, um, and we'll just talk about it. This is so beautiful. Do you think that maybe we've gotten a little too wrapped up in our company and we've forgotten that places like this exist? I hate. So I stopped it. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, New Mexico, right, Alexandra? Yep. Yep, New Mexico. Porto, New Mexico. Wow. Yeah. We we talked about this a little before, but um incredible site. I mean, incredible vistas. I mean, you've you you know, and shooting outside versus shooting in a studio, you know, or is is really you can tell, you mm -hmm. know, that you really are. So right. elements. The desert has a mind of its own, it's like it's out to get you. We're not gonna die, Tay. We're looking to hire a PR firm to help us launch this very unique adventure experience in the style. Now, that's Jeff Schroeder. That's Jeff Schroeder, who was on Big Brother. He's now the host of Daily Blast Live. So if anybody watches Daily Blast Live, he's the host. It's kind of like an entertainment tonight, 24. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. Very dear friend of ours. Yeah, neat guy. Of a treasure hunter geocache, if you will. The great thing is you'd be paid for doing a beta test. And if you successfully complete the journey, he played, he played, and we're not going to, I don't think we, well, I guess we could spoil it. It's been around for a while, but he plays kind of a, it, it, parts of the movie you're like, God, he's such a jerk. <laughs> but you know what's so great about Jeff is Jeff really is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Oh, that's and good. Perfect for the part. Yeah. Even like you can't tell if he's good or bad because he's genuinely nice. And we knew that that was like the kind of care actor we needed who the audience is calling always like, is he mean or is he nice? And, yeah. that, and he does, he portrays it so well that you can't really tell. Oh yeah. No, it was perfect. You're hired. Coordinates. Great. Watch for water. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love that. You Craig's. Yeah, yep. there's, there's a lot of water out here you need to be careful for. So, <laughs> so, so, so great you caught that in that. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Definitely let them know that we love this part of the gate. This is great. Look at this car. This set deck's amazing. It's gorgeous. Everything's going so great. <laughs> and We're then, best friends. And, and then it doesn't go great. Outside of our tent. Emo can. This is part of the Oh, game. not. Uh -oh. sideways. Not <laughs> allowed in a geocache. <laughs> we always love talking about that. Yeah. Uh, friend. Why you put a gun in the cache. Right. <laughs> Do not put the gun in the cache. It's only a movie. <laughs> I don't like this. 
Did we read the rules wrong? No, no we didn't. There's supposed to be someone here. We made it to the last cache. Come out! We want our money and we want to go home! Wait. You know, that, uh, it's interesting because there's, you know, uh, to me, all the, in all the, you know, great movies, you've got these, these really turning points that you remember. And this is one that for me, when I, when I watch the movie, this is one of the big turning points is you going in this cabin thing and you're like, because when you first see it, you're like, what is going on? And why, you know, cause you don't know really, you, you know, at this point you don't think there's anything weird going on. No, we think we won the game. We think we yeah. got the caches. We think we're going to get helicoptered out and yeah. we think and, we're done. And as an audience, you think that there's, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, we're not through the movie yet, but you're thinking, okay, well, I'm not sure where we're going to go with the movie from here, but it's like, uh, there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny because both this and Home Sweet Home, what a great compliment we got was people are like, whenever you do something that we thought was going to get sinister, like bad, you know, like someone ends up in a shed. Right. You never right. do the typical what you think would happen when a person is in a shed. Like, right. you know, we don't, we don't like, we don't, we're not, we're not saw, we're not torture porn. We're like, yeah. we're always trying to mess with your head a little bit. So I think that's a great compliment. People were like, right when you guys got to that abandoned house, I thought it was going to go one way and you went a different way, which is a great compliment that yeah. we didn't do the expected thing that you would do. Yeah. No, it was perfect. They want to go home. Wait, they want us to know they can see us. At least that means they didn't abandon us in the middle of nowhere. You think they're going to start telling us the truth now? I want to keep playing the game. You want to finish the game after all of this? Yeah, I do. Let's just get a hold. Maybe there's some things about me you don't know. Just gotta... So, yeah, you got this twist that you're like, what's going on with her? <laughs> yeah, they know her <laughs> secrets and they're going to use it to mess with our minds. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I've, I've, uh, we mentioned this before, but I, I think if people forget to get a lot of the drone shots, you had to have a second drone because yeah. <laughs> you forget. Oh yeah. You yeah. Should, that's a picture I should have sent you. I should have sent you. A, we have a really cool shot of John Graham, the director and Rick Galley, the cinematographer, uh, out there shooting the drone on drone because the drone is a full on character in the movie. So in order to have something that's always tracking the drone in the air, you have to have another drone in the air tracking that. And I thought that was, we haven't really seen that where the drone is a character. Yes. And, um, and we were really blessed to have two drones to throw two drones in the air and start tracking it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was great. And that's like you said, it's, it works perfect. You know, you, the the drone is a character. It really is. So that's yeah, perfect. It means they didn't abandon us in the middle of nowhere. You think they're gonna start telling us the truth now? I want to keep playing the game. You want to finish the game after all of this? Yeah, I do. Let's just get home. Maybe there's some things about me you don't know. There's gotta be a mistake. How did they send us here? I can't take it anymore. They're winning. They don't want to win. Oh, I like that you have the little, the little glitch there. Yeah, a little glitch. Yeah, I love the glitch. Yes, I love yeah. the glitches. You know, we were 
<laughs> we wanted the film to have glitches throughout it, but sometimes that can get you into trouble when you try to put it onto iTunes and Amazon because you have to like explain that that's part of the movie. So we actually, I think it's in there, but when we premiered it at the Artemis Film Festival right. and we sold out the theater, it has a disclaimer right off the bat and it got a huge reaction from the audience just saying like all the images you're seeing are part of, I don't know, we did it so it was part of the movie, but also letting the audience know, because we literally, we were testing the movie, so sometimes we'll, when we make a movie, we'll test out the, the script, we'll send that out for people to read, then when we finish the movie, we have test readers, uh, test viewers who watch it, right. a lot of are coming back, there's a glitch at, at one minute and 35 minutes, and we're like, oh no, that's not a glitch. Yeah. You know, that could Don't end up there. On Amazon because they think that your movie is glitchy, but we're like, no, it's supposed to be glitchy. Yeah. Um, all right, we're kind of coming sort of toward the end, but I want to I want to mention a couple things. Your book. Oh, thank you. Um, create your own career in Hollywood: Advice for a struggling actress who became a successful producer. Um, <laughs> very cool. Um, you know, uh, it, it'll be uh, again for folks. It'll be in the show notes. So if you want to buy. Buy the book on Amazon. There's a link in the show notes, so you'll be able to do that. Um, what kind of led you to go down this path with this with writing this book? I kind of know, but I'd like to hear it from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Helena Santos, who's also yep. at your own risk, we've been dear friends for a long time. She started a website called MizInTheBiz.com. Yep. Uh, it's been many years now. And I know, it's been a while. Isn't that crazy how long we've been writing for that site? And so I actually was invited to write for the site right around the time that at your own uh, that Home Sweet Home was in post-production. Oh, okay. So writing for the site actually brought me from Home Sweet Home to Catching Faith to Wish for Christmas and then to At Your Own Risk. Wow. And at that time in my life, I was having a lot of people ask me, can I take you to coffee? Can I pick your brain? How did you go from nothing? Like, I didn't have anything. We didn't have any resources. I didn't, you know, we really came from, like, the ground up. And yeah. started our own company, made our own movies with nothing, and sold them. And they did well. So it, it became uh, just, I would get, like, five emails a day of someone saying, can I take you to coffee? Can you show me how did you make an independent film and go on to sell that movie? And then I looked at my articles for Ms. and the Biz, and I was like, whoa, that is actually my trajectory from how we made Home Sweet Home to Wish yep. for Christmas. Right. So I took all my articles. I wrote some more articles. I, like, mixed in some things and then also was like, this is sort of, if you want to know how I made my career, really. And you and what's great about it is some of the articles are from the trenches. Like, I gave up my home for a year to live right. on to make catching faith and i was writing my articles while i was living out of a suitcase on people's couches being like so we're making this movie and i have no idea if it'll ever get sold wow. but we stepped out in faith and i don't even have a, an address so i think it's it's good and also i think it really gives some very practical i think the hardest thing is how do you sit down with somebody and have them tell you how to have a career that's like that could take a week for me to sit here and tell you how we started. So sure. I think the book is just like a really good, this is literally how we did it and how we came from nowhere to actually now have six feature films all sold all out there. Um, and so that's kind of where it stemmed from a little bit of me wanting to give back. Cause I feel like 
distribution is a huge um, mystery in this industry. A lot of people think the only way they can get their film out there is if they go to a film festival. Right. And yet I never had that story. I don't have the film festival success story. I have the, I failed at all the film festivals, got a sales agent, sold a home sweet home to a, a, a American film market to RLJ releasing. Right. So, it, that's kind of why I put it out there. Also, because I just did not have physically have time to have coffee with everybody. <laughs> I wanted to help everybody. Yeah. So I was like, well, this is something I could do. I could publish a book. My and I published it myself on Amazon. I just put it out there, and it's out there so that people. I just spoke at a film festival in Pennsylvania, and a lot of people after they left said, "I want to hear more." I go read my book. That was right. everything that yeah. I could. and so it's kind of how to in the trenches of making movies. And, and I talk about at your own risk in that where we went from wish for Christmas had a pretty big budget, had Joey Lawrence billing the Leon oh, yeah. and then literally John, Rick, Helen, and I, four people went to the desert with a thousand dollars and made a feature film. I know it's incredible. So, and people would be like, why did you do that? I'm like, because we love what we do. Yeah. <laughs> like it isn't always about the budget. It's if you love this, you're either going to do it. And if you don't love it, probably isn't something you should Right. Do. Yeah. You, you want to bring that up again, Jesse? Yeah, so as, as we wrap up, and we're going to ask people to, if they have more questions for you, email them in and we'll get them to you. But a couple things came up a few times. And uh, one of them was they thought that movie reminded them of the style of Black Mirror. I don't know if you've seen that or not. They said you should pitch that idea as the next episode of Black Mirror. And if you haven't seen that show, it's a great show, but it's a really interesting take on it. So uh, huh. anyway, that, that came up by several people. So I want to make sure I mention that. Thank then, you. That's one of our greatest compliments is that people have compared it to Black Mirror. Like when we first started getting some of that feedback, we were like, oh, that's the best. <laughs> it is like that. It is sort of a world within a world of what is yeah wrong with our brains and why do we want to see people destroyed and my brother was on a reality show jeff schroeder was on a reality show and not to mm. give it all away but like it's okay yeah. for a little while but it is sort of like it was sort of our social commentary to ourselves wow why do we want to see people go down and on a total opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> josh wanted to ask if you've seen yeah. uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood I did. Oh my gosh. I just saw it the other day and it's beautiful. It's amazing. I mean, come on, Mr. Rogers is in fact, that was one of my parents were extraordinarily strict because my dad's a minister and they were very picky about what I could watch. Plus it was back when we had like five dials on the TV. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I remember those times. So we grew up in that too. Watch Mr. Rogers. So um, I love that line where the girl says, please don't ruin my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> because we would all feel that way. But I yeah. love the movie and I feel like um, we need another Mr. Rogers in this world who Boy, really we do. wants to teach compassion. I saw his wife, an interview his wife did at the premiere and they said, what would, they asked her, what would Mr. Rogers say to the world right now? And, and especially to the Christian church because he was the ordained minister. Right. And she said, inclusivity and make goodness attractive. Right. That's and if good. If we could all make goodness attractive, then we would have a different world. Mm -hmm. Oh, we would. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's perfect. You know, uh, uh, Joshua, who has a statement to kind of to wrap it yeah, all up. I know, too. wrap it all up. Um, so let's get, uh, let's get a total, see where we're at. Um, if you would, Jesse, if you would pull up. A, uh, I'm doing it right now. Okay, cool. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I think we mentioned before, but Joshua, he was on the last hour, but Joshua, um, he works for a, a company where he goes around to schools and teaches ethics. And so something that's sorely needed in our world, but they do it in a way they've, they've, they got their, you know, they got it down so that it's interesting. It's fun. Um, it's not boring. It's, it's, you know, really well put together. And so, oh, wow. 6120. Yeah. Awesome. Now, so yay. Well, I love that you said that. And I think that that's sort of, especially with switch, like we're trying to talk about a very dark thing, which is anti-bullying, but we wrapped it up in a really fun Mean Girls meets Freaky Friday because we want kids to want to watch it and have a good time. And I feel like I had one girl came to the test screening of Switched and she said, I could watch that movie 10 times, but if you had gone the dark side of bullying, I don't think I could keep bringing my friends back to watch it. And I do feel like there it's really important. I feel a very huge responsibility as creating uh, films that go out into the world that can, we can either, you know, reflect a broken culture or we can create a culture. So right. I do love that he's doing that because I think it is so important that how do we find a fun way, like Wish for Christmas, a very fun way to actually talk oh, about yeah. a very big conversation, but make it relatable for kids to be like, I want like to have a slumber party and show all my friends. Cause Think about it. a movie you have to be able to watch over and over and over if you're going to continue to invite people into the room to watch it. Right. And so I was just agreeing with what he's doing because if he's speaking on ethics, that could be like really boring. And oh, yeah. Like, no. out, then I go check my phone. Yeah, really. I love no. that he's doing a way that engages the kids to really think about it and be like, yeah. Yeah. I no. love they put on a great production. And again, they've done it for a while. And Joshua's, uh, he has a lot. He's funny. He, he, when he, when he needs to, the energy, he had to crank it up, boy. And the energy comes out and he, you know, they have such a great production they do for the kids. that really does teach them, even though they may not realize it, they're te- you know, they're learning ethics kind of maybe not directly, but they're, they are learning it because they do this, you know, these great Isn't that the best way though. It's almost like, it's like what uh, Chris Pratt said in his um, acceptance speech. You put yes. the pill in the dog tree. Yes. We could make it fun for them to hear the message and then walk away and go, wait a minute. What did I just – and then think about it. That's yes. really connect with people. You don't do it by bashing it into their mindset of right. what you should be. It's actually – it's kind of like Mr. Rogers, you know, him – Yeah. He, take all those really heavy topics and put them into a puppet show. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, yeah that's, um, and I'm, I'm, and you know, we're, we're at Christmas time. So definitely people go get wish for Christmas, go buy it on Amazon. I mean, it's on iTunes. Yeah. Walmart.com, or if you happen to see it on your local listings on AMC. Yeah. Or go, yeah. Go watch it on AMC. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is, I mean, it's it's funny, but it's touching. It's got you hit so many emotions with that movie, and uh, you know, like I said, Bill Ingvall's uh, his hysterical, and um, Lee Allen Baker from Good Luck Charlie plays the mom, and Joey yes. Lawrence, and Joey and Lawrence is hysterical. Yeah. It deals with bullying. It deals with like a lot of like being a, a spoiled, self centered person. Yeah. That, and boy, it goes all wrong for her. <laughs> <laughs> and she learns her lesson and then she becomes a different human being from it. So yeah. 
I think right. that that's one of the, my favorite parts about Wish for Christmas was exploring a spoiled, self-centered person yep. and then making a wish that actually makes the person they wish their parents, right. they become a reflection of her. So she really right. does. They become spoiled and self-centered and right. she completely sees herself. Right. And there's a great line in Switched where the girl confronts the other girl when they've switched bodies and later she says, I don't want to be that person anymore. It's a whole different thing when you actually see yourself. Oh, wow. It's a great line that she actually yeah. witnesses herself as her face doing something she didn't like. Yeah, that's before. awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Josh, so says, Josh has his, yeah. <laughs> no, Josh has his, uh, his statement, uh, mission statement, we inspire and harvest the goodness within them rather than preaching what is wrong. So that's I, good. I totally agree with that. Totally. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, Alexandra, a ton, uh, an hour has gone by. It by. It's already it's like that. I know. That's been great. Um, thank you for having me, you guys. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for for being with us tonight. Um, I love the stories. I love yeah. I love talking about them because they're they're so much fun. I didn't even know. I forgot all about the Haley Atwell song. So we got more <laughs> things to talk about in the future. So okay, uh, I'm ready to come back. You let me know. I'd love to. Yeah. And we'll uh, we'll shoot you an email uh, after this is over about uh, we'll connect after yeah, about yeah. switch. Well, next one we can talk about will be when switch comes out. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be that might be that may be perfect timing. So all right, great. All right, thanks, all right. Thanks. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yep. Merry Christmas. Bye, Alexandra. Bye.